Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Speak Up Please. I'm your host, Martin Lovell, and this is Brayton Bowman's story. I hope you enjoy. A little bit more information about who you are, what you do, um, how long have you been in the music business, that kind of thing. Um, I am a singer and a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am 26 years old. I'm from Philadelphia. I live in Los Angeles currently. Okay. Um, how I got started in the music business. What a funny question. <laughs> I feel like the real answer to that is that I just started putting stuff on SoundCloud and I lived on Twitter and in my email and I used to just blast emails to every blogger, like writer that I could possibly find. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird to say it now that like SoundCloud and Twitter were really like the backbones of my career because now the industry has changed so much yeah, that true. you don't even really think of SoundCloud as like somewhere that something can pop off, quote unquote. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I started putting stuff on SoundCloud, I guess, like mm-hmm. five or six years ago now. Okay, so that's And at the time, it was very, very different. Yeah. So how do you feel it's changed from then up until now? Like, what has been your main sort of driving force, I guess, since you started uh, putting that stuff on SoundCloud? Um, what do I think has changed? Mm-hmm. I mean, in lesser words, it's almost funny just to look at it went from, like, Twitter and SoundCloud were where music lived on the internet. At least for me, that's what it felt like. Mm. And now I feel like we've completely switched to Instagram and Spotify. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like same beast in a different wig. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a different But I don't know. I think it's just, it's always changing. Everything is changing so quickly nowadays. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess it's still the same. It's the same game just like different players as well yeah sure uh so let's talk about your writing style so what sort of uh artists i guess have inspired you to write your music that you've got i always say my like holy trinity of artists is stevie wonder amy winehouse and beyonce Uh, okay yep love all those perfect (laughs) um there's a song in particular called steven and i assume that it's about a breakup do you care to sort of branch on that a little bit more Steven is a song about my first boyfriend whose name was Steven. Of course. Um, it was literally, I think, the third or fourth song I had ever tried to write and finished. Okay. Um, and songs like that honestly like pushed me into my artistry, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah, like when I started writing, it was really just therapeutic and I wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was sort of like a stumbling process to find out what I actually sounded like and what I wanted to do. Yeah, and how you wanted to sort of evolve your uh, music style, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So um, are there any artists growing up that you have drawn inspiration from? Obviously, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder, Amy Winehouse, but are there any uh, particular standouts, I guess, when you were growing up? Um, I was a really, like, eclectic little baby musically. Okay. I don't think I really found Amy Winehouse till I was in like high school. Yeah. Um, like end of high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like 17 or so. Okay. Um, but growing up, it was an interesting dichotomy of I'm either listening to Stevie Wonder that my mom is playing or mm-hmm. I'm like diving through Britney Spears albums <laughs> and in sync and stuff like that. It was very yeah. strange. Yeah, sure. Um, 
And I guess that brings me to my next question. Um, have you collaborated with any uh, musicians, artists, or are there any that you'd like to collaborate with in the future? Yeah, I always say whenever like a publisher or like a manager asks me about like collaborations, because mm -hmm. some people don't like to collaborate that much, I always like proclaim that I'm a collaborative whore. <laughs> okay. I feel like even if it's just the people that I'm writing a tune with or mm -hmm. the producer, like that to me is a very collaborative experience. Okay. So long story short, I feel like I collaborate all the time. Yeah. Um, but actually, probably my favorite collaboration I've ever done is with my friend Donna Missile. And we did this song together called Side years and years ago, literally in my apartment in New York. No, I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> um, and other than just like loving the song, loving how it came out, she's literally one of the most talented vocalists and writers I've ever met. Oh, okay. um, but it's fun to just like listen back to the song and hmm. sort of get taken back there. Yeah, and sort of see how you progress from that. Yeah, it's a cute little throwback. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so let's talk about uh, your sexuality. So I assume that you're gay. I don't want to you know, put you in a label. Yes, um, you have assumed correctly. <laughs> of course. Um, so let's talk about that experience for you. What was it like uh, growing up and when you realized that moment that you weren't like everyone else? Um, it was an interesting one. I dated girls in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was big into musical theater at the time. <laughs> so I think because of that, I was always around gay people and always very comfortable and, like, open to the idea of being gay. Okay. Um, but really, it wasn't until I got to college and I was around more, like, masculine gay men for the first time. I had just never experienced that. No. Um, and so I think that sort of brought me, like, running out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, uh, stereotypes, uh, do you see yourself as, um, more masculine or feminine or do you consider yourself androgynous or do you not believe in, you know, quote unquote labels? Hmm. What an interesting question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of bop in between all of them. Yeah, sure. The best answer to that would definitely be either to ask, like, my roommate or some of my closest friends and hear their answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. That's fair enough. Um, so in terms of uh, uh, gay rights in the States, um, what do you think is or could be improved in community like, I'm not sure Wait, I lost you for a second. What did you say? Sorry. Um, I, I was just saying, so sort of in terms of the LGBT rights in the States, um, mm -hmm. What do you feel like could be improved from now moving forward, given all that's happened so far? Whew. Um, I don't know. It's sort of an interesting time for LGBT politics in the States. Mm. Like, it felt like we were doing very, very well. And then when Trump got into office, it kind of became, like, mm. a scarier time for us. Sure. Um. That being said, I feel like it's sort of gotten everyone in the States like on a similar page. And granted, okay. we still have a long way to go, but even just in between the L's, the G's, the P's, the B's, the T's. Everything like, in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels like there's more acceptance like of each other, which mm -hmm. I think is a great place to start. Um, yeah. But 
honestly, I'm not super into politics. Okay, sure. So it's sort of just one of those, like, we really hope for the best. And wherever I see an opportunity to, like, support or do something that feels right, I always jump in. Yeah. But, yeah, the past four years in America have been kind of crazy with our our new prez. Yeah, I know. So I was, I was actually <laughs> going to ask you, um, considering that you're not really involved in politics, then what are your thoughts on Trump and that kind of thing? How do you feel that's... Um, actually, funny story, Mm -hmm. the day that Trump was inaugurated, like when he was sworn into office, I threw a release party, um, at my old house in LA for my EP that I put out 22 minutes later. This was years ago now. Um, but threw a release party and was literally just telling everyone like, hi, this is a stressful time. I'm sure a lot of us are very unhappy, but Mm -hmm. let's just come over here and focus on the positive and like try to have fun. Yeah, true. Um, and that's sort of like a microscopic way of looking at my whole attitude about the whole thing. <laughs> my mom and I always talk about like, if I watched the news every day, especially in America, I would fully lose my mind. <laughs> I know. I think I'm getting to that point now too. It's just constantly going and not sure where to look. I mean, they say ignorance is bliss, but mm-hmm. it's not really that I'm ignorant of what's going on. It's just like, I would rather not hear a lot yeah, about sure. it. You just want to hear like the main focal points of what's going on. Yeah, I feel like I get all my important stuff from Twitter, actually. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh-huh. um, okay, so do you have any advice for someone who's maybe a little confused in their sexuality or shy or who's a little unsure in just, their, I guess, their journey of sort of pre-coming out? Whew. Um, I mean, start by saying the process is definitely different for everyone. Of course. I don't think any two coming alike, coming alike, coming out stories are alike. No. Um, I would say it's a fine line between be yourself and be safe. Okay. Uh, and like, trust your gut, try to be as true to yourself as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I think something that I definitely took for granted and I see a lot of my friends take for granted is being in a space in your adolescence or even your early adulthood where you actually feel safe enough to come out yeah. or even if it's not come out safe enough just to like really express yourself and experiment and sort of just bridge yourself. certain gaps that are inflicted upon us at such a young age. Yeah. So, and also be patient, I would say too. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. That's, I Good that's shit takes time as they say. Yeah. And I feel that's the main sort of, prospects that I've gotten from my previous interview with I did um from the music conductor of the choir she was just saying the same thing is you know we all have a same a different journey like everyone's going through a similar situation in the sense that you know it might all be different but we're all kind of the same in that mm-hmm. sense and you know just taking a day at a time I guess yep <laughs> um there's a reason why that works. Yeah, definitely. There's a reason for everything, I think. Um, so I realise that you're friends with Jojo and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Um, in terms of record labels, so big industry companies like, um, I think it's RCA record label, is that the right one? Um, there's a few Yeah, I've worked with. Yeah, oh, no, uh, not that you work with, but just sort of uh, more general. Um. um yeah, RCA is actually who I signed my first like imprint deal with here. Oh, There's really? a bunch of majors here. Okay. Um, 
but that was my home for a few years. Yeah, wow. So that's quite a big um, record group. So that's, that's a pretty good first start. Um, I think I lost you again. What oh, did you say? Sorry. Um, I was just saying that's a pretty good first start to get yourself in the record industry. Yeah, it was a great learning experience. We'll put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of uh, record labels sort of taking advantage of um, young and hopeful talent, uh, say Jodo, for instance, um, how do you, like, do you have any advice for younger people who are going into the industry, like even signing up to those labels? What would you say to them? Um... I mean, unfortunately, I think there's always going to be some snakes in the music industry, mm-hmm. it, but I think it's the same in any industry, really. It's sort of just magnified by the fact that there's so much, like, passion and, like, individuality that goes into the music industry, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. So it's sort of easier to look at it and be like, oh, my God, when really there's some CEO of a company that's completely getting screwed over somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's sort of what magnifies it. Mm-hmm. And my advice would be the same thing that my mother taught me as a child, okay. which was in many walks of life, you cannot accomplish anything without a good Jewish lawyer. Uh, um, so like sort of a joke, a mm-hmm. little bit of like a fun way to look at it. But in yeah. all seriousness, you must have a good lawyer. Yeah, definitely. And I I heard recently that a few artists have gone in trouble by not, um, I think it was a little mix or someone or someone like, like that they got in trouble for not meeting their contracts and um i don't know if you watch a lot of conspiracy theories on youtube that kind of stuff um i don't i haven't this is a little mix conspiracy theory because i'm obsessed with little mix yeah i don't think it's little mix in particular but there's a few bands who got caught in you know not reading their um the brand deals that they sign up with so you know there's a lot of long hours that kind of stuff and they just you know i think some of the advice that they would say is read your contracts and I think that's, you know, a big statement to make, especially if you're in, in that um, industry. Yeah, you've really got to, I mean, half of the stuff completely goes over my head. Mm-hmm. I can pick apart a contract to a certain point, and then I'm like, all right, I really don't understand what this is saying anymore. Yeah, true. Um, so I think it's a little bit of read your contracts, and also don't make any decisions out of fear. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy in an artist's shoes to get a deal put on the table and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, it's happening. I have to do it. If I don't go with this, no one's ever going to want me. Mm. So really just like trusting yourself and not making any big choices out of fear is probably a good yeah. good suggestion as well. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, and the other question is, is it really as glamorous and beautiful as the media makes it seem? So say um, the VMAs, for instance, is it really as good as it can be? Um, I don't know. I've never actually been to a serious award show in LA. Okay. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, all right, so is there anything that you would like to say before we sign off? Um, other than really just thank you so much for reaching out and please yeah. continue doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. I realize the time. Of course. Here. I'm so glad we found the time. We yeah, made it exactly. work. We found a time that works. So thank you so much for coming. <laughs> for everyone listening, just know that scheduling something between <laughs> Australia and the U.S. to happen at the same time is easier than it may seem. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if people want to get in touch or find you, find your music, where can, then where can they do that? Um, if you type in B-R-A-Y-T-O-N, pretty much like mm-hmm. 
anywhere on social media or Spotify or whoever you digest music, yeah. I will pop up. Perfect. I'm the one with the big red beard. <laughs> Cute. Hard All to right. miss me. Okay, no worries. Thank you so much. I'll let you know when the episode is available to download. And thank you so much once again. And I'll talk to you soon. Of course, message me if there's anything else you need. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day, babe. You too. So that was Brayton Bowman. He is a singer from LA and he is probably one of my new favorite singers. I hope you enjoyed getting to know him and his story just a little bit more. There are things on social media that you don't see and I wanted to get that through and hopefully it did. And if you have any comments, questions, constructive feedback, you can leave them directly at Speak Up Please Podcast on Instagram and you can find me on Facebook. Just search Speak Up Please Podcast and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app. So I'm available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. So I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 